Obviously, you chose good people to sit next to because everybody's talking. That's great. Should I use this one? I have never been told I should use a microphone before. So you guys are special <laughs> that it was suggested that I pick up the mic. All right, welcome to The Flame. My name is Annie Daniel, and um, I was recruited to be the MC for tonight because our um, regular MC was told by the Lord that she should give the testimony tonight. So in order to keep you from, um, from being inundated with her, I think was her idea, she called me up, um, which is actually very fitting because I met Susan Safford, tonight's speaker, um, 16 years ago on the phone in a Walmart aisle when my then boyfriend handed me the phone and said, here, it's the woman at the church who makes people Catholic. <laughs> and so I said a very shaky and annoyed hello, and I heard her voice for the first time, and she called me in, and um, there started our friendship. And over the last 16 years, it has um, greatly grown and increased. And as I thought about the flame and about how we take our inspiration from that wonderful saying of St. Catherine of Siena, if you do what you are called to be, you will set the whole world aflame. I thought of Susan, and I thought of her great witness and example to myself, to my family, to my vocation, and how it really has set my world aflame. Um, she has led me closer to the Lord, and I know that her great witness and testimony to you this evening will do the same for you. So please welcome Susan Safford. Thank you. Thank you, Annie. Yeah, I didn't really have any intention ever of getting up here, um, but, uh, but a, a few things came together and it just became clear to me in prayer that the Lord wanted me here tonight, so here I am. Um, I am, uh, as Annie said, my name is Susan Safford, and I am a consecrated virgin. And a consecrated virgin is a little known uh, vocation in the church but a secular form of consecrated life. Um, so I am a spouse to Christ, Christ is my spouse, uh, but I live in the world. Uh, I don't have a community like religious sisters. Uh, people don't call me sister, although some people do anyway, uh, which is fine. Um, and uh, and I, don't, I don't wear a habit, but I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm living in the world, but still uh, married to Christ, and I didn't always want to be a consecrated virgin, people ask me sometimes. Uh, I didn't even hear about it until I was much older, and when I did hear about it, I thought it was the most ridiculous vocation that was ever um, created, because it has all of the disadvantages of living in the world and none of the advantages of religious life. So uh, it didn't appeal to me, it didn't draw my heart. Um, but, uh, but the truth is, uh, the Lord called me uh, in a particular moment, and when he called me, um, he made me fall in love with him, and he changed my heart, and I had a deep desire to be consecrated to him and to belong completely to him. And that first call was really a profound work of grace in my life. 
Um, and it's a story in itself about how God made me more who he created me to be. Um, but that's not the story I want to tell you today. Um, today, the story I want to share is about what happened after I heard this call and after the Lord moved my heart and after uh, Bishop, uh, then, then Bishop Blaise Supich, uh, uh, after he accepted me for formation for consecrated virginity and after my three-year uh, program of formation, uh, after all of that, the bishop set a date for my consecration and I began to make preparations for it. Um, and I hate, uh, I hate material preparations, the physical side of things. I really just wanted to focus on the spiritual preparation. So that's where my heart was at. Um, but uh, I know that there's a necessity of making uh, physical arrangements for things. Uh, and so I, uh, part, of that, part of that was that there's a part of the rite of consecration where there's a presentation of a ring. The ring is the symbol of, of espousal to Christ. And so I needed to have a ring for this rite. And um, I, I didn't really know how to go about getting a ring. This might seem silly to you, but it was something that was, I felt very kind of awkward to me. I was very, awkward, I was very uncomfortable. Um, setting out to look for a ring, a, a, just a woman by herself shopping for a wedding ring. And so I, because I felt so sort of awkward and uncomfortable about this, I told the Lord, it is the man's job to get the ring. I said to him, it is the man's job to get the ring. And so, and I was very anxious and stressed about it, but I kept looking for a ring. And uh, there were times when it seemed like something was going to work out and then it didn't work out, and um, I kept saying to the Lord in my uh, sort of stress over this, I kept saying to him, it is the man's job to get the ring. You need to take care of this. You need to get this ring. Um, but I, I knew that that's not really how it works for consecrated virgins. I was very aware of that. <laughs> that's not for a consecrated virgin who's living in the world. She doesn't have a community. It's a secular call. Um, that's not how it works, and I knew that the Lord would provide for me in his own way, but that I needed to, I needed to get this ring. I needed to find this ring. Um, so I kept looking, and nothing really seemed or felt right. And there was a day, in fact, when I just determined, today I'm going to get this ring. I'm just going to get it today. I don't care, you know, what else, what happens. I'm just going to get it. I'm going to take care of it. And then uh, I walked in the jewelry store, and I couldn't do it. I could, for whatever reason, I don't know what happened, to be honest with you. Uh, but I just couldn't do it. And I walked away um, very, really kind of just still frustrated and anxious. And... Um, this went on and on, and um, I started to kind of get sick to my stomach about the whole endeavor. Now, I know this seems like a silly and a little thing, right? It's just a silly sort of small thing, but it was something that was making me more and more anxious. And, and then something really kind of remarkable happened. Um, these four priests from our diocese, Father Tim Hoig, Father Brian Christensen, Father Andrzej Varoshtek, and Father Marcin Garbach, these four priests heard that I needed a ring. And they came to me and they said, would it be all right if we got the ring for you? We would like to get the ring. And um, it, was, uh, it was really moving to me because it was in that that the Lord really provided the ring for me, you know, that it was really from Christ and that he found a way to get the ring for me. And so that was really, um, yeah, through these men who stand, you know, in persona Christi, um, they the Lord wow, just surprised me. I was surprised by the Lord by that. Um, but the story doesn't end 
there because um, then what happened next was uh, in that time leading up to my consecration, I was working for the Office of Vocations. And uh, part of my job was to uh, prepare the Totus Tuis girls camp. So I used to work on that. That was, that was my job. And we would bring in religious sisters from all around the country, different communities to have a kind of a wide variety of communities present there to help lead that camp. And on the Friday at the end of camp, we would always have a nice dinner for the sisters. And we would invite the volunteers from camp to join us for that, for that dinner. And um, that was my job. I always made arrangements for that for that dinner. But this year, Father Christensen, who was the director of vocations, said to me, uh, Father Tim Hoyg wants to, uh, he wants to take care of the dinner. He wants to have a mass and he wants to pr plan a dinner for the sisters up in Spearfish at the end of camp. And he's going to take care of that and make all the arrangements so you don't have to worry about it. And I said, really? Okay. Okay. And I thought it was a little out of the ordinary, but Father Tim, he really loves and he, he loves the sisters, and so uh, I can see why he, he might want to do that. It was also a little strange that he wanted us to drive all the way up to Spearfish from Rapid City for this, for this dinner, this one dinner, but uh, then again, that's where he was the pastor, so it kind of made some sense, but then at some point during the week of Totus Tuus, a friend called me on the phone and said, so are you, are you excited for your thing on Friday? And I had absolutely no idea what she was talking about. Uh, so I said, yeah, yeah, I'm really excited for the thing on Friday. And, uh, but I must not have been subtle enough because she clammed up and I didn't get any more information out of her like I was hoping. Um, <laughs> but now my earlier suspicions had kind of you know, things that I sort of thought were odd and unusual sort of became confirmed, and I definitely knew there was something going on, and uh, I got very nervous about what that something might be. So I called up Father Christensen, um, because I, he was obviously in on this something, and I said to him, don't you think it's odd that Father Tim wants to take care of the dinner on Friday, and he wants to have a mass? without missing a beat, Father Christensen said, no, he loves the sisters. He wants to do something nice for them. And so um, he wants to, you know, he wants to help us out with Totus Tuus. Huh. Okay. Well, um, and don't you think it's odd, I said, that he wants us to drive all the way up to Spearfish for this? No, he's the pastor there, and that just makes sense. That's what's easiest to make arrangements up there. And, um, yeah, Spearfish. Huh. And don't you think it's odd that this friend called me and asked me if I was excited for my thing on Friday? And then there was a long pause <laughs> on the other end of the phone until finally he said, well, that is odd. <laughs> and uh, I said, so I pressed him and I said, well, what is, what is happening? Are you guys going to do something awful? Because in my world, any surprise is awful, any kind of surprise, because I can't <laughs> control it. So I finally got it out of him that these four priests had the ring and they wanted to surprise me and they wanted to present it to me at this mass um, that they were going to have on Friday, which is, you might say, is a very, you might think is a very nice thing. I, but I thought, um, okay, okay. Um, yeah, that's fun, that's fun. Surprise an introvert by highlighting in public her very personal and intimate relationship with Christ. Surprise! <laughs> fun. 
So, um, but, I, but I didn't see any way out of it at this point. I didn't know how to graciously cancel the thing because already people were invited. And, and so I, I just said, okay, okay, they're just gonna present the ring, simple, nothing crazy, nothing to be anxious about. Um, it's gonna be fine, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get through it. Um, so Friday night came and we went to the mass and I went up to Spearfish and um, I and I tried to sit in the middle section of pews because for all I knew this was nothing special this was just an ordinary mass right but somehow I got maneuvered like oh there's no room for you in this pew you're gonna have to sit up there so <laughs> so somehow I ended up in the front of the pews and um, at the and it was a beautiful mass it was really a beautiful mass and these four priests and the sisters were there and and a lot of people friends and and uh, people that I knew and people who were involved in in the work there and um, at the end of mass though these four priests came up to me they came walking up to me in the pew and I started to get very nervous because I didn't know what was about to happen next um, you can tell I have some control issues so, <laughs> so so they're coming up and I and I'm getting very nervous and Father Tim said something very beautiful which I don't really remember um, but I remember that it was beautiful, and I remember he wrapped it up by saying that as a consecrated virgin, I would be espoused to Christ, and as priest, they stood in persona Christi, and so he had the ring, and he said, so Susan, will you be our bride? I was, and I was, I was, and I'm thinking, no, no, Christ, Jesus, that's who's bride. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but I was so completely taken aback by this that I, did, I really couldn't speak. Um, uh, some of you were there that day, and um, a couple of you were there, and, and I don't know if you remember, but there was a long pause because I couldn't, I really couldn't speak, and um, I couldn't get anything out, and so there's this awkward silence, and the priests are starting to, you know, starting to look like the man who gets uncomfortable because the woman he just proposed to is hesitating, and so they're getting uncomfortable, and Father Christensen was looking at me like this. <laughs> right. Yes, mouthing the word yes, and I. But I still couldn't. I still couldn't speak. It really took me quite a while. But finally, I got it out, and I'm sure everyone breathed kind of a sigh of of relief because it would have been really awkward if I had not answered or said no or ran away. Um, so they. But they presented me with the ring, and we had this beautiful um, dinner, and uh, and it was really. Um, it was really, uh, again, like I was just really moved by this whole thing that these priests decided that they were in the person of Christ and they were going to stand for him. And also then that Christ had worked through all of this, through them, um, for me and the way that he wanted, he wanted to, to do this for me. Um, but the story doesn't end there either because the ring didn't fit. It was the wrong size. So the priest was just a little bit too big. So the priest said, well, that's no problem because here's where we got the ring and you can just take it back there and they'll, uh, they'll get you the right size. So I went to the store. <laughs> I went to the store where they got the ring and I didn't realize until I got there that I really didn't have a receipt or anything. So I had no idea how this was going to work. So I just went up to the sales lady and I said, I, ne I need a different size. And... Um, but I, I don't have a receipt. I don't have a receipt. Um, so uh, so she, said, uh, she said to me, oh, that's no, that's no problem. I can look it up. I just need the name of the person who bought the ring. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now I started to panic a little bit, right? Because I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, there are four priests, so I have a 25% chance 
of getting this right, um, but then it's gonna look bad if I guess wrong, right? This guy, no, not him? Okay, how about this guy? No, not him. <laughs> maybe this guy. Uh, and it just looks bad, I don't know who bought my wedding ring, right? So now it's already gotten awkward again because I've just been staring at her for like 20 or 30 seconds and I haven't said anything. And I think, well, there's no really good an answer to this question right now, so I said, this is what I said, I said, so um, this is gonna seem strange, <laughs> but I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> and, and she got this kind of funny look on her face, uh, but she said, oh, that, uh, that's, that's okay. Um, and so I said, so ha, 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 I'm, I'm going to have to guess. <laughs> I just, and then I said, Tim Hoig? Now, Okay, now those of you who know me know that I always, always use the priest title father when speaking to them or about them uh, because I really have so much reverence for, for the priest's unique relationship with Christ and his call and his sacrifice to lay down his life and be our father. But in this case, I was, a, I was, <laughs> I was much too uh, frightened <laughs> and scared to say, Father Tim Hoig, because then I'd have another round of explaining to do, right? Father, as in a Catholic priest, father, bought you a wedding ring? Hmm. Yeah, so, okay, so now some of you might be also thinking, uh, Susan, well, this is what you should have done. You should have taken this opportunity of evangelization and explained to her about consecrated virginity. Okay, to you, I say you have never had to explain consecrated virginity to anyone. And I was, I was brand new at this. I was brand new at this, and um, it happened so fast. I think you would have done just what I did and panicked and said, Tim Hoig. Okay, so that's what I did. Now she said, thankfully, she typed in her computer, and she said, yes, here it is. Right. Uh, I think she was more relieved than than I was. Um, and then the priest, um, the priest invited me to dinner again, and um, uh, and they blessed the ring. They each, each of them and all of them together said a prayer of blessing over, over the ring, um, and um, and it, it just made a, a again just made a big impression on me. Uh, and so when the day of the liturgy came, the day of the rite of, of consecration came. Um, I handed the ring, I gave the ring to Jim, who was the MC for the event, and said, don't lose this, you have no idea what it took to get it here. <laughs> and, and at the rehearsal, at the rehearsal, there was some debate about what Bishop Supage would do, he doesn't come to rehearsals, right? So there was some debate about whether would he just hand me the ring and I would put it on myself, or would he put the ring on my finger? Nobody really knew uh, what was going to happen, but I have to say that when the time came, in a very Christ-like way, and standing in Persona Christi, he put the ring on my finger and prayed the prayer of the right, received the ring that marks you as a bride of Christ. And I have to say that the Lord showed me that he would not only get the ring, uh, but that he would, he would really provide for me in every way as a bridegroom ought to provide for his bride, and he has really done so ever since. So, um, so this coming Tuesday is the octave of the Feast of St. John Vianney, who is the patron saint of priests, uh, and it's the Feast of St. Clare of Assisi, uh, consecrated religious, and St. Susanna, my baptismal patron and consecrated virgin, and St. Philomena, consecrated virgin and patroness of priests. And so on that day, I will celebrate nine years of belonging totally to Christ the Bridegroom in consecration. Uh, where he helps me every day to become more and more who I ought to be. Amen.
Amen. They've been a great nine years, and we are so excited to celebrate with you. Um, just a quick reminder, you are welcome to stay here this evening as long as you'd like. Um, enjoy as many treats as you would like and your um, good company that you found. Please take some time to visit theflamerc.com, and that's our website. That's where you can find all of our past um, nights and episodes. There's a really great picture of a kangaroo there that will take you to Mr. Randy Vetti's um, testimony that he gave last month. So if you weren't here, be sure you check that out, um, and be sure you are here next month, first Thursday of the month, The Flame. God bless.